1: you are listening to the baseball, the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here with Joe Shasky. We come at you every week with all the best Giants content out there. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. Tell everybody you want to know because we're really rising up there on those podcast numbers and we want you to be along for the ride. We're talking about, you know, how can you improve the walk rate, doing that at the big league level. Let's talk a little bit about what we want to see from Casey Schmidt, you know, in terms of just the expectations that are on there for him. Uh, I do feel like, Again, we, we hyped him up a lot. You know, Bonte said on the show, you guys got me all psyched up for Casey Schmidt. He better be really good, blah, blah, blah. I do think there's a level of, there's excitement. I don't want to tamper the excitement at all for Casey Schmidt. But at the same time, like, I think we should also make sure that we're being kind of realistic in terms of what
0: we want to see from Sam, Casey Schmidt at the same time. Four, Sam, he's not going to bat 450 for the whole year. Oh, no, I mean, that that's not sustainable. Like, I'll, I'll start here. And you tell me what you think of this, Sammy. Yeah, go ahead. 275. If this guy bats 275, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I look at it, it's like, again, I remember
1: when Brandon Crawford came up, there was a lot of excitement about him. He was one of the, you know, he was a not super rated prospect. He was a highly regarded prospect. And again, kind of not really known for the bat, but could still put the you know bat on the ball and great defensively. Very similar to what we're hearing about Casey Schmidt. Now, again, we knew, the, the we recall the growing pains that Crawford had. They were defensively, they were offensively. He still figured them out. When you're talking about, I guess it's more long-term expectations for Casey Schmidt. If he could kind of have a career that is similar to what Brandon Crawford had, but maybe with a little bit better of a batting average, I'm signing off on that. Like right now, if, if future Sam appeared right in front of me, said, hey, you know, I just came from 15 years in the future and this is what Casey Schmidt did. It was like Brandon Crawford, but a little bit better hitting. Awesome. I'm I'm really excited cool. for that like I will take that. Not every prospect needs to be a future Hall of Famer. It's great if they are. I mean, not every prospect can be Buster Posey, but just give me can be a legitimate contributor in the lineup every day and be better at helping this team win baseball games and don't do a whole lot that makes this team okay. lose baseball games.
0: His rookie year. I'm looking at it right now. Brandon Crawford. I'm going to go through the years in 2011. 2011. He, batted he batted 204. 204. I'm sorry, we're getting. See, some, I think uh, sorry, hopefully do a little bit better than that. <laughs> well, uh, I, well, I'm looking I, at this. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm getting some really bad feedback. oh that's not good. Um, uh, anyway, I'm looking at he batted two o four his rookie year, 2012, two forty eight, 2013, two forty eight, 2014, two forty six, 2015, two fifty six, and then in 2016, two seventy five, back down to two fifty three, two fifty four, two twenty eight, two fifty six, two ninety eight down to 231, and then this year, 160. The point that I'm going at, he's an elite defensive player. No one denies that. He's always been around three or two strikeouts to one walk. That's about his ratio, somewhere in that range. And he wasn't a high walk guy. He just never was. Casey already has a better bat than Brandon Crawford. I'm willing to say that. Will he be the glove that Brandon Crawford is? And that's a tall task to ask. I mean that that the reputation suggests that he is.
1: You're seeing him kind of working oh, with Crawford. So I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to set the expectations really high for Casey Schmidt uh in the field in terms of what he can do with the glove. And there's gonna come times he's gonna have growing pains on defense. I remember the start of the 2012 season, you know, Brandon Crawford, he was having a rough time in the yes. field to start 2012. And then that fall, he's turning some of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in yes. the World Series. So and I think you you mentioned this last segment you got to keep Schmidt in the lineup. Let yes. him see through these struggles. I think that's the worst thing the Giants could do is bring him up here for, like, three weeks, and then when he starts to go south, all right, you know what, head back to Sacramento. Like, I don't think that would be a good idea for the Giants to do that. This is, like, the difference between Casey Schmidt and David Vr. we can kind of maybe compare those two a little bit. Casey Schmidt is a very highly regarded prospect the Giants drafted. Yeah. I think he was a, what, it was a sandwich pick, second-round pick in that 2012 mm. draft. You know, they put a lot of stock in him. Whereas David VR, they just kind of, they, they they brought him into the system and he kind of blossomed while in the system, you know, and then he he turned into a highly regarded prospect. You know, when a guy like that comes up, like VR comes up and he struggles, you never really expected him to be a major part of the future in the same way that you're expecting Casey Schmidt to be. So you can kind of send him back down, get him some work, let him kind of rediscover his stroke, and then bring him back up. But a guy like Casey Schmidt, a guy who you just, you draft with the with the with the desire to say, you will help be a guy in this lineup someday, then let him be a guy. Let him figure out how to be a guy. Remember in 2011, Brandon Crawford, not Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, sorry. He was yo-yoing up and down all year long. And I honestly think that really screwed him up that year. And that was another guy who, going into that season, Brandon Belt was on some rookie of the year watch lists, and I thought the Giants absolutely botched his rookie year with, I think, three times they called him up and down. It's hard to get a groove there. Let's let Casey Schmidt work through his flaws, work through his kinks, because the league will start adjusting to him. Let him figure out how to work that adjustment.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, You know, Sam. They they have to let him kind of work through it. And uh, you know, as you compare and contrast him in VR – I don't know what to make of VR. Like I, I really don't, I really don't know what to make of what happened with VR. He, he popped and he was hitting home runs. The strikeouts have been through the roof uh, over the last month or so. And I think it was appropriate to send him back down. I, I, I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's batting 148 with 33 strikeouts and only eight walks. I mean, I know he's got the four home runs. He's only got 13 hits. So let's put this in perspective. He played almost two months and he's got 13 hits. Mm-hmm. And Casey Schmidt's played a week. He's got 11 yep. hits. Yeah, right. So the bat is going to keep Casey Schmidt in the lineup. I think the glove gives him the opportunity. The bat will keep him in the lineup. So he's going to have to hit. And yeah. on this team right now, anything over 220 is excellent. <laughs> I mean, let's call it what it is. No, absolutely, and I agree there. But and this is where kind of the
1: Giants are going to have to avoid panicking here, because I think they they gave David Vr a long leash. I think I the opposite, there I'm was not outraged. Are therapy. you? no, not at all. I like seeing, I mean, it was frustrating watching VR struggle yeah. more yeah. in that. I want to see him do well. He's such a Me great too. guy. He's been, one thing I really like about David VR is, I mean, first off, incredibly nice guy, incredibly, mm-hmm. just wonderful man to talk to. He kept the defense and in, defensive intensity up while he was in the field. You know, it's, it's so easy to let one, and when the hitting goes, it's so easy to lose focus on the defense. And the fact that he could be, you know mature enough as a big leaguer to separate the two that's a positive sign i do know with the vr that he's he's a guy who he needs to have his mechanics in 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 sync that hasn't really been there they i know they want him maybe to kind of go work on some things maybe down the lower levels in terms of just how he does his swing and just kind of the certain parts of his body that he moves there so, I understand that. With Casey Schmidt, though, when that adjustment comes, it's going to be incumbent on the Giants, I think, to really avoid hitting the panic button there. Yeah. And I think you're already starting to see kind of teams when when you show up to the big leagues and immediately you're being compared to William McCovey in terms of the results that you're doing, the league's going to take notice. And you saw it kind of the Dimebacks, they made, you know, he struck out three times yesterday and they were throwing a lot of pitches outside the strike zone. I think that's what they're going to try and do. Oh. Again, sorry, yeah, you want to go? No, I was going to say, you know. This episode is brought to you by Hyper Rice. The leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatech compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi
0: Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I think if you didn't resign Wilmer Flores, and Wilmer's fine. I mean, he's fine. I'm not here to complain. I know, so. He's a stopgap, but this is where you get frustrated, right? Like if you're a Giants fan and you're saying like young guys always getting blocked by old guys, you maybe would be able to tolerate David VR continuing to struggle because you don't have a Wilmer Flores, a right-handed guy who can only play first base. Like maybe VR gets some of those spot opportunities at first base Wilmer's just better than him right now, which sucks. I mean, it sucks to say out loud, but if you didn't have Wilmer, maybe you allow him a longer opportunity to fail at the big league level. But I do think he needs to go back down and work on some things to gain confidence and come back up. I still want to see him at second, at first, at third, occasionally. Yeah. I mean, a
1: guy like a Wilmer Flores, you keep him around because the Giants have this decision where they, they want to rebuild, but they don't want to tank at the same time, which I get that. Me, as a fan, the last thing I want to see is the Giants lose 100 games. I really don't. It's why? It's kind of why does that matter to you? Kind of an arbitrary figure, but the Giants in their whole history have one, 100 lost season. This 160 years of Giants baseball, only once have they lost 100 games, and that was a, around 100. They didn't go above that. And I do think there is something to say about just your organizational history. That if you can only have that one 100 lost season, you know. it's just it's a small thing but it means to me personally as a fan like you should not drop that low a team like the giants with this much money with this much resources should not be a 100 loss team the dodgers they haven't had a 100 loss season since you know world war one hadn't even happened yet since their last 100 loss season the yankees have never had one i mean you look at team like a cart like the cardinals can you remember ever the cardinals having a 100 loss season i mean these are the elite pillar franchises of major league baseball and the giants should absolutely think of themselves as one of those let me let me, let me you give you the counter. Have, you have small demerits like that, it takes away from that shine. It, I, the, I think the Giants should just hold a higher
0: standard. Does anyone care that the Astros lost 100 games now? I mean, probably not. But, does anyone care that the Red Sox have lost 100 games a, a variety of times? No. They've got well, poor championship. Kinda, 2000. The
1: first side of that coin that I'm tossing there is that, and this kind of needs me in my next thought, Yeah, I would be willing to soften my stance on that if the Giants are willing to just bring more guys up from the farm system. And it's like, you know what? Just bring the kids up, Ooh. let them play. And I kind of wrote about this for the station last week, you know, because okay. Casey Schmidt kind of prevent pre- present a chance for the Giants to rewrite the narrative on their season. I brought this up here on the pod, but basically – with Schmidt, like, you know what? Let's just bring up some other guys. Let's bring up Matos. Let's bring up Ramos.
0: Let's bring up Kyle Harrison. Let's bring up – I don't think Harrison's ready. Like, And I'm not one of these people to say, this guy's not ready. That, Like, look at his game logs. You're looking at a guy pitching three and four innings at a time. I yeah. don't think he's ready to contribute. Now, that being said, their bullpen stinks, right? So, yeah. if you didn't want him to start and you wanted him to – like, the other day, they did a spot start on Brebbia. Why? Brebbia is – I'm not even a huge Brebbia fan, but – He's one of your most productive yeah. bullpen arms, and you're going to start him? Like, if that's what you're going to do. Gonna, the
1: they used him as an opener last year. So I was surprised about that, too. It's I kind of kept friends of mine, like, what what the heck's going on here? Yeah. Brad, start, I thought we weren't doing bullpen games this year. And the response I got was, well, Alex Wood might be following him. I'm like, okay, Wood's coming back from injury. But he didn't want to get an opener just to kind of give him a little bit of a softer runway for when he makes his return. But then they go to Ross Stripling, and then it's like, well, now what are we doing here? Um, Kyle Harrison will be great. The problem is a lot of these guys we want to see is that they're not on the 40 man roster. No, no. So and there's gonna be some 40 man roster configuring that they would have to do to bring some of these guys up, you know, like they're not gonna move off stripling or Manaya And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit too. Um why? Like, why? They've invested a lot of money into them and they're gonna they're gonna be patient with them. Yeah, I know it's it, that's just how they're gonna we're operate. Your yeah. deals. Um well, they're on uh, option deals. They need them to pitch well this year. I know. I, it, I'm looking at your your
0: incredibly disappointed face as I, I mean, say like, this. Like, no, like, like, and let's have this conversation then about these free agents because, like, I'm look I'm looking at this right now. Like you were talking about JD Davis, and you're frustrated. JD Davis is tearing the cover off the ball. I watched him in batting practice Saturday. He smoked four balls, smoked them, had nothing to show for it. JD Davis is the least of this team's problems. Like, I, I really like JD Davis. Is he a stopgap? Probably Conforto. He's got 23 hits on the season, 120 at-bats. He's batting 193, all right? Conforto, I see what they see. Like, he's got seven jacks, but he's a feast or famine guy, he, and he's been more famine than anything else. Wilmer Flores, stopgap. Mike Yastrzemski was promising. Now he's hurt, okay? I'll get to catcher in a second. Jock Peterson, eh, eh, like 235, couple of home runs, eh. Mitch Hanniger batting 179, right? Like, there are... Their free agency situation has been pretty bad. If anything, is keeping them afloat. J.D. Davis is keeping them afloat. Casey Schmidt, as of late. And then their catching situation is horrible defensively. It is horrible defensively. I watched Blake Sable and Joey Bart make mistakes in the Saturday game. Just bad. Yeah. I mean,
1: of, Blake, right bad. It's you bad? You're trying to teach a, a new catcher. You're going to have to live with those growing pains. You don't have to. I mean, you might have to live with those growing pains for a while. I like it when Bart's behind the plate a little bit more just because he's bringing a, some defensive juice there. He's a lot better at throwing guys out. I think he's gotten much better at framing pitches. Bart is, I think, noticeably improving on defense. I do think he will be a defensive first. Well, did, his defense will be
0: better than his offense. Did you I see the play Did you see play, play well. on Saturday when he dropped the ball? There was a guy stealing second base and he didn't even slow down. He went second to home. I've never seen that in a big league game. That's yeah. little league type stuff. And then Blake I mean, Sanders I mean, comes I mean, in and the same thing. These are the
1: kind of growing pains that we're just going to have to deal with, with bringing these guys up here. Um, and, and that's where I think, but when, when you talk about and we can get back to the free agent in a second. I just want one last note here in yeah. terms of just kind of with guys we bring up in terms of just the 40 man roster. I mean, again, I don't know. We can't really do anything about Jock Conforto, Hanager, those guys, or Wilmer Flores. Isan Diaz, uh, Cal Stevenson. Those are guys who are also on the 40 man roster. And, if you need to you know, bump those guys off to get like a Graham McRae or some other guy who's in the lower minors and the upper minors to sneak them onto the roster, like Brett Wisely's doing nothing for this team. Brett you know? we- You're not losing sleep if you
0: DFA no, Brett so Wisely. You can move off those guys and Matt Beattie. Guys- Why is Matt- yeah. Like Matt I- Beattie, you acquired Matt Beattie. Why? Why? Yeah. At this point, like, and I know, like, whatever would happen with Bryce Johnson, like, I'd rather see him for two or three weeks. And then if it doesn't work, DFA him too. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, those are the guys who I think you
1: might want to keep your eye on just these next few weeks. Yes. I you kind of do want to dive more into the minor leagues and to bring guys up, like, those fringe guys on the 40-man roster, those are probably the guys who will most likely be expendable there.
0: Can I ask you this? Yes. Are you like, Like, okay, Matos. Uh, uh, excuse me, not Matos, uh, Ramos, okay? Elliot Ramos, what do they lose if they bring him up and he bats under 200? Like, what are they really losing? He has no trade value. No one's, no. No one's jumping over them. At just least let's got to know. It. We
1: need to know for sure. Is Ramos a part of the future? You bring him up, well, he's then been you tra- find out. He's been and struggling he has, at AAA. He, he's been struggling like, at AAA. And just give yeah. him a chance and let's just see it. Yeah, because at this point, if you're sitting here saying we can't bring up Ramos because of a playoff spot, that's how you lose credibility with the fan base. I totally agree.